Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read a page of The Wise Man's Sphere, and then we talk about it. On this page, page 348, we read a page, and then we talk about it. Dal picked up a small piece of bread and a slice of crumbling white cheese. You're quite the sympathist, he said. There are any number of opportunities out there for a person as skilled as yourself. I spread a bit of strawberry across a piece of cheese and toast, then put it into my mouth to give myself time to think. Was Dal implying he wanted me to focus more on my study of sympathy? Was he implying he wanted to sponsor me to Eltha? Eladin had sponsored my elevation to Rilar, but I knew these things changed. Masters occasionally fought over particularly promising students. Mola, for example, had been a scriv before Arwul stole her away into the Medica. I do enjoy my study of sympathy quite a bit, I said carefully. That's abundantly clear, Dal said with a smile. Some of your classmates wish you enjoyed it a little less, I can assure you of that. He ate another piece of cheese, then continued. That said, it is possible to overdo it. Didn't Tekum say too much study harms the student? Ertram the wiser, actually, I said. It had been in one of the books Master Lauren had set aside for Rolar to study this term. It's true at any rate, he said. You might want to consider taking a term off to relax a bit. Travel a little, get some sun. He took another drink. It's not good to see one of the Edimurah without a tan. I didn't know what to say to that. The thought of taking a holiday from the university had never occurred to me. Where would I possibly go? The host arrived with plates of fish, steaming and smelling of lemon and butter. For a while, both of us concentrated on our food. I was glad for an excuse not to talk. Why would Dal compliment me on my studies, then encourage me to leave? After a while, Elksadal gave a contented sigh and pushed back his plate. Let me tell you a little story, he said. A story I like to call the Ignorant Edema. I looked up at that, slowly chewing my mouthful of fish. I kept my expression carefully composed. He arched an eyebrow, as if waiting to see if I had anything to say. When I didn't, he continued. Once there was a learned arcanist. He knew all of sympathy and sigildry and alchemy. He had ten dozen names tucked neatly into his head, spoke eight languages, and had exemplary penmanship. Really, the only thing that kept him from being a master was poor timing and a certain lack of social grace. Dal took a sip of wine. So this fellow went chasing the wind for a while, hoping to find his fortune out in the wide world. And while he was on the road to Tinue, he came to a lake he needed to cross. That's the page. I'm Nick. I'm Jordana. I'm Jeremy. I can't remember where he's going with this. Well, we'll find out very soon. On tomorrow's... Hey. Page of the wind, goodbye! <laughs> Has Quoth ever come out and said in front of Dal, I'm Edamara? I'm a little surprised. Like, I almost feel like Dal has intuited this, but I can't remember if Quoth uh, has made it He mentions it, I believe, in one of the sessions. Not not, not on the horns, maybe? On oh, the horns. right. Sorry. I, yes, thank you, Jordana. He, uh, he talks about how uh, they went on raw hunts during one of his admissions. Yep, that. So this is common knowledge. Okay. Although I can't help but feel like Dal is goading him a little or like waiting for him to get upset when he says the, edim- oh, the ignorant Oh, definitely. Edim- Especially because he pauses. Yeah, he's definitely... That's something that an evil character would do, isn't it? It's something that a trickster character would do. I think he's just waiting to see how he'll react. Will he, will he overreact and... Because, like, th- it turns out the story he's telling is about how the Roa is smart and the other guy is dumb. But if Quoth was a more hot-headed person, you know, he would blow up at Dal. And I think Dal is testing his character here. 
Especially because the story is about this guy who has all this knowledge and no social grace, which is sort of what Dal is implying Quoth is. Maybe a little. I, I think we can, uh, once we get to the end of the story, we can analyze it a little closer. Sure. It's also, it's funny to read this page because Quoth is trying to figure out what Dahl is getting at. And Quoth is a clever guy, but he doesn't actually figure it out until his friends explain it to him a few pages from now. Well, normally I would say Quoth is being paranoid and looking for meaning where there is none, but there is meaning. Dal actually is trying to say to him, go take some time off without actually saying that. So Quoth's impulse is right. Maybe it's something in Dal's countenance and the way he's talking, but Quoth is looking for a hidden meaning. I mean, I think the hidden meaning is why, why has Dal been waiting for several days to speak to me? He wants something from me, but he's not coming out and saying it. So what is he after? Now, Mola has been a Medica student as long as I can remember. I don't seem to recall her ever being a Scriv. But this seems like the kind of thing you might write in to correct a mistake. Like if Rothfuss at one point referred to her as a Scriv or if someone like, oh, I knew her from being a Scriv. And then someone pointed it out in between books. He could be like, oh, uh, well, she was a Scriv and then she got stolen by Arwell. I mean, I don't think he's made any mistakes like that. I feel like we definitely would have pointed it out if he did. Because I don't remember Mola being a scrib. Oh, I don't know. I think we we have a much worse memory for this book than, right, but part of, than the people um, who are extremely online. What, what I'm saying is, earlier on, if prior to this point, during the book, Rothfuss had written something that seemed scrivy about Mola, we would have pointed it out being like, hey, that's not right because she's a medical lady. Right? Yeah, I guess so. We probably would have done that, but we didn't. So probably there aren't any mistakes. I'm waiting for the story to conclude before I really get into the the nuts and bolts of it. So I don't really have much else to say on today's page. Mm, Reasonable. I suppose we should probably assess after the fact. The only thing I want to point out is Quoth has never considered like taking a term off, uh, which kind of makes me think back to like my experience of going to university. Like I would never, I never like took classes during the summer. I always took the summer off to do something else. And I feel like most people I know did, but some people for whatever reason could not afford to take three months off of school. Uh, They would study all the way through because they needed to graduate as quickly as they could. Or conversely, they would take quite a long time off to like, you know, they'd go work for a year to make some more money and or reevaluate what they were doing. So it's interesting that if there is a culture of people taking a term off here or there to like go live their lives, Quoth doesn't seem to be aware of Quoth isn't exactly the vacationing type though. Like not only does he not have the disposable income to go take a vacation, he doesn't have anywhere else to go because everything that he's bent his life toward is, as far as he knows, at the university for now. It's only when he realizes, at least I think, it's only when he realizes that he can learn a bit more about the emir in uh, in the employ of the mayor that he actually goes off to Severin. So he can continue to chase down the thing that he's he's after. And even when he goes to Ademra, it's because he gets the sen- he gets wind that there's a uh, there's something about the Chandrian out there. Right? So Yeah, but it's Plus, like, I know people who are workaholics, and if they are, you know, forced to take three days off, they go crazy. They have to to find some kind of work for them to do, or else they just lose their shit. I can't see Quoth chilling on a beach, you know? 
I, I agree with all of that, but I think it's interesting that it never occurred to him that he could take a semester off and go Chandrian hunting. Until someone basically says, Quoth, take some time off. Yeah, but I mean, his Chandrian hunting is at the university. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's nowhere else he wants to be because his Chandrian hunting is here for now. Right, but that's because he's never considered the possibility that it might be elsewhere. Because he's so... I think if there was a good lead, because when there was a good lead, he just up and left school, right? When he went to Trebin, he just ditched school to go chandry hunting. I think if there was a lead anywhere except the university, he'd be off like a shot. Right, okay, fine. That's right, I win. You can win arguments by being belligerent. That's true. I think that's the worst way to win an argument. But it doesn't matter, you won it. (sighs) To be clear, though, Nick did not win. I just got sick of having the conversation with him. (laughs) Isn't that winning? You know what? Fair play, that is winning. I withdraw my statement. You did win that argument. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. Well, I'm glad we had it because now we've been able to prevaricate until this is now a 10 minute long episode instead of a six minute long episode. So uh, well done, everybody. Do we have a letter? No, actually, we are fresh out. Mm. Uh, Mr. Mailbag is starting to look hungrily at Jordana. So I urge you, the listener, to uh, toss a distracting letter across the room that Mr. Mailbag's beady eyes might be briefly drawn off their hungry gaze at Jordana's tender flank. If I get eaten by Mr. Mailbag, my angry ghost is coming for all of the listeners who did not send mail. <laughs> me. You hear that, listeners? This is sort of a Peter Pan situation where uh, if all the listeners in the world simply write a letter, you will save the fairy known as Jordana. <laughs> I'm a fairy? Find out if you save the fairy Jordana on tomorrow's page. Uh, the win. win.